Hello and welcome inside another episode of the Sherwood Park Crusaders pregame show. I'm your host, Zach Marks. Pleased to be joined, as always, by Dawson Patrician. Now, Dawson and Sherwood Park getting into the win column for the first time in this early uh, regular season. A 4-3 win in overtime over the Drayton Valley Thunder on Tuesday night. A big win for the club. And this, Zach, I I think this was a a statement game for sure from Sherwood Park. They had some big games from, uh, you know, some of the rookies, Josh Rule, Logan Hauer, and uh, Mitchell Joss opening and closing the scoring. An absolute snipe from the faceoff circle to open it. And just a trickling shot through the legs of Drayton Valley goaltender Yari Kaikinen. Uh, to close it out. And honestly, uh, Merrick Pacioroni as well, making 41 saves in the victory. So his first, his first AJHL start a big win for him. And if this is, if this is the short Parker Crusaders that we can expect going forward, I think uh, they can go in a couple runs to, to move on with the season. Yeah, no doubt about that. This was kind of a bend don't break type of game, especially in those first two periods outshot 38 to 15 through 40 minutes by the Thunder. But to Sherwood Park's credit, they did lead twice in this game. Uh, Mitchell Joss's opener tying things up in the first period before Logan Howard on the power play. The first time Sherwood Park's power play has recorded a goal in this season. So that could be a huge jump start. They went one for four against Drayton Valley. That could be a massive uh, kickstart for their season. And then Austin Cook with a blistering point shot that just found its way through Kaikinen before Dylan Price on the power play tied things up to send it to overtime, an ill-advised penalty from Calum Dick uh, with just under two minutes to go, allowed Drayton Valley to tie this up. But Mitchell Jost, as you mentioned, doesn't really give them too much time, just 41 seconds into overtime. He beats Kaikinen for the winning goal. So, a as you mentioned, a bit of a statement from Sherwood Park after dropping those two games to the Spruce Grove Saints over the, uh, the previous weekend. They can now take the overtime win into their series this weekend against the Grand Prairie Storm, who are coming off of a pair of losses, one in regulation, one in overtime, to the Drayton Valley Thunder. And I think go, going into going into this series against Grand Prairie, um, one thing that Sherwood Park will need to kind of have a look at internally, perhaps, is you know even though the the Caleb Dick penalty it did result in a goal that also happened twice earlier in the game, uh, seventeen or just over two minutes left in the first period for Josh Rule for slashing, and uh, just under two minutes in the second period, Carmelo Crandall. For holding and those those penalties you know it seems like clockwork for them at least in the last game that's not something you want to do especially going into the closing minutes of a period certainly not something that uh coaches Adamana and Jeff Wojtka are going to want to be making a habit of but, but nonetheless you mentioned the play of Merrick Pacharoni who played in during in the game against Drayton Valley he had a whale of a game allowing just the three goals on 44 shots 41 saves in just over 60 minutes of action for the Crusaders rookie, or I should say Alberta Junior Hockey League rookie goaltender, the Calgary native coming out of the Calgary Flames U18 program. A a big pickup in addition to Gus Bylan, a new goaltending duo and a very exciting goaltending duo that both these, uh, both the coaching staff 
and the team is very excited about. With that being said, you had the opportunity to catch up with Merrick Pacharoni before practice on Thursday to uh, just get his sense of how things are going for his season thus far. As, you know, through preseason and stuff like that, as the team kind of develops in front of you, working on communication and, you know, some of the other things in practice, how much how much does that trust between your teammates play a factor in these early games? I think in the early games especially, like, it's, I think it's one of the biggest things because, you know, we haven't touched our systems much, you know, a lot of the, let's say, technical things haven't been quite tuned, but, you know, if you can rely and communicate on, you know, one another, it, uh, it just makes the game a whole lot easier out there, and that's that's where you find success and winning in the you know the tough games and the battles is just you know knowing your teammates got your back. Uh, you know your goaltending partner Gus Bylan, uh, having neither of you played in in this on this team last year, uh, how does that kind of translate to you know learning these new systems and kind of working with each other? Yeah, it's definitely a change. Um, you know, I can't speak on behalf of him, but I'm sure he feels the same way. Um, it, yeah, it's definitely a change, and we've got things to learn. But the uh, the coach has been pretty good on you know helping us understand it, and also making sure that you know like we just talked about the communication like between the goalies and especially our D-men, it's it's super important. So it's uh, it's getting better every day, and I think that helps us, especially you know when we're new to the systems for sure. And uh, you know on, on your personal game side of things, you've know, been working working with Curtis for a little while now. Uh, how has he kind of helped you, you know, adapt, adjust, and you know, kind of improve your game over the last preseason and now starting your first game? Yeah, you know, in the, in the little bit of time we've had, he's uh, he's done a lot already, right? I've done uh, I've done some work on some of my posture, and my stance, and you know, even going into you know the game just a couple of days ago, there, um, you know, I applied some of the things we've been working on, and I, it worked well for me. So, you know. The, the time we've had so far and the time we'll continue to have every day, he's, he's pointing out and helping me, you know, improve and fix small details that I would otherwise would miss, so. And, uh, you know, going into Tuesday's game, uh, you had a very busy second period facing 22 shots. And going into the third, you only faced about six. So, you know, how, how do you kind of adjust to that and you know, kind of keep yourself busy during maybe, you know, very, very not busy period? Yeah, you know, I, I, and it's funny because uh, when the game pace changes so much like that, it can, de it can definitely be difficult. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just taking it one shot at a time. Uh, you know, when you get ahead of yourself and start thinking about, you know, three, four saves, you know, not letting in a goal, scoring a goal, that's when you start to get in trouble and lose your focus. But as long as you take it one shot at a time and just focus on, you know, when the play comes down, you're ready to make, to make any save you have to make. Um, I think is the best way to stay in the moment and not uh, not lose track of yourself. Uh, is there any is there any real big difference, if any, uh, in the way that you know maybe some of the shooters uh, that you that you've been facing handle their game in the preseason, uh, maybe you know into the regular season where it you know matters a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely notice a difference, especially you know the Tuesday night game. Like Drayton has definitely has a few good shooters on their roster and. Uh, you know, even going from the preseason, I think I think all, all the players, our team included, uh, they just put a little more weight on their stick, and they're looking they're looking to pick those finer spots a little more. Um, they're you know they're trying to be hard on their details, and every every inch matters when they're shooting the box. So I think uh, I think everybody has dialed in a little bit throughout the preseason, and now starting the regular season. And welcome back to the Sherwood Park Crusaders pregame show, hosted by Zach Marks and myself, Dawson Patrician. And Sherwood Park going into Grand Prairie 
for a two-game set against the Storm. And the Storm, having dropped uh, their last two games to the Drayton Valley Thunder, a 5-4 overtime and a 5-2 a 5-2 regulation loss. Uh, and I think, you know, th- th- they're still looking for their first win. So how important is, you know, kind of keeping, keeping your foot on the gas and not really giving them an inch. How important is that going into this matchup? Oh, it's absolutely vital. You've got a team in Grand Prairie who played a very solid game against Drayton Valley, similarly to how Sherwood Park played them on Tuesday, but they just couldn't get it done. The five, four loss in overtime where Grand Prairie, clawed their way back into it. A pair of quick goals uh, by Drayton Valley in the third period gave them a two-goal advantage, and then a pair of quick goals by Grand Prairie brought them right back into it before Ryland Brown scored the winner in that one. And then a bit of a lackluster effort, a 5-2 loss. Shots fairly similar, just a very strong performance from Byron Fancy. But... Sherwood Park cannot afford to take these guys lightly. Grand Prairie are a solid team. Their power play is clicking early on, 3 of 11 through two games. And their top two scorers, Zach Brooks and Edge Lambert, have three all three of the power play goals. Both goals scored by Zach Brooks this season have come on the power play. So quite a few 20, 19-year-olds on this team looking to make a statement, perhaps get a commitment to a college of some sort, whether that's NCAA or here in Canada. But the one thing I think Sherwood Park should expect to have is the goaltending matchup, both Jonathan Labrie and Nolan McDowell coming off rough games against Drayton Valley, whereas despite being one and two, Sherwood Park has had very strong goaltending so far from Gus Byland and Merrick Potrowney, who you just heard from. So I think this is going to be a vital uh, two-game set going into Uh, The following weekend, which will be the showcase in Brooks, where they'll take on a very strong Bandits team and their first look at the Drumheller Dragons as well. But if I'm Sherwood Park, I'd go in with a similar game plan, the bend-don't-break style of defense and capitalize on your chances when you get them. That's how they hung around against Drayton Valley, and then they kind of took over the game in the final 20, well, we'll say 21 minutes against the Thunder. So this should be an exciting matchup. Uh, puck drop is 6.30 on Saturday, I believe, if I'm not much mistaken. And a 2 o'clock puck drop on Sunday for both of these teams as they look to continue the start. Pardon me, it's a 6 o'clock puck drop on Saturday before the 2 p.m. puck drop on Sunday. Both these games from Grand Prairie, the Bonnets Energy Center. But I would argue, I would say that if Sherwood Park can come away with the two wins here, I'd say they'd be in a pretty good spot after five games. Obviously, we know about the rivalry with the Spruce Grove Saints. You never really want to lose to your rivals, but if you can come out of the first five with a positive record, I think that there's a lot to be happy with if you're Sherwood Park, especially with the amount of turnover that happened over this summer. And, and the Saints currently sitting 3-0, and and obviously you know they, they might be able to hold that over your head for a little bit, but not for long. They, you know, they're not invincible. Um, but you know, the, the Crusaders, they have, uh, at least going into this matchup, they have two, uh, you mentioned the age, um, the age thing. Um, they only have two 20 year old players as opposed to Grand Prairie's five. So that could be, that could be a big task for, uh, for the leadership group to kind of keep, uh, keep their, their younger players in check and, you know, 
try and work ways around that that older uh, that older storm team. And one piece of experience. Now we're not sure if he's going to play on Saturday or Sunday, but Drew Park acquiring Bodie Hagen, a two-year WHL veteran, being brought in, I believe, on Friday. So a strong acquisition for Sherwood Park, who they expect to be part of the leadership group moving forward, adding to an already steady group that includes Kale Ashcroft, Bruce McGregor, and the captain, Blake Sidlowski. We'll see what the addition of Hagen brings to the squad over the course of the next couple of weeks. And we'll see if Sherwood Park can continue, can build off the win over the Drake Valley Thunder. That being said, this has been the Sherwood Park Crusaders pregame show. Keep it locked to our social medias at SB Crusaders on Twitter and Instagram, Sherwood Park Crusaders on Facebook, and Crusaders TV on YouTube for all your behind-the-scenes content. I'm Zach Marks. For my partner, Dawson Patrician, we will see you next time.